Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, my name is Chris Lambert and on this channel we talk Kanye West and today I wanted to talk Donda cover art. We are apparently two weeks from the album coming out and we still don't know what the album cover is going to be. We've had three different potential covers and we're still not sure. It could be a fourth random one that Kanye just decides on sometime in the next two weeks. But I wanted to find out how everybody's feeling about the album covers so far, which one they prefer, etc., etc. So I asked on Twitter, which Donda cover art do you prefer? And we already have 2,200 responses in just uh, two hours. And you can see a majority still prefer the original Tricolor Kingdom, which is what I was calling it from 2020 that we got. And then 32% in second place prefer uh, the first one we received in 2021, which I'm calling French Artsy. <laughs> and then we have the baby pic that was the picture of Donda from the Atlanta listening party. So that came in at third. And let's take a look at them. I wanted to go through them and then I'll give my opinion. And I also want to hear your opinion. Uh, if you want to vote in the comments, I think I'm going to leave a comment that's for the OG, one that's for French artsy, and one that's for the baby pick. And whichever one gets the most likes will let us know <laughs> uh, which one y'all here on YouTube are feeling. So this is the OG, the tricolor kingdom, as I called it. And I'm calling it the kingdom because it looks like we have souls heading off to heaven. That was kind of the interpretation that I always got of this. There is something very heavenly or uh, kingdomy, like in the kingdom of heaven, about this landscape. It feels very ethereal, very surreal. The children are floating in the sky and seem to be made of energy and light. They're heading towards the source of that light. Uh, there's just something kind of uh pastoral about it even though it seems to also be hinting at death so while there's a lot of beauty there's also undertones of something a little more serious in terms of we're dealing with death we're dealing with afterlife which in terms of kanye's mom and relating to religion and spirituality it just seems like it's mixing in all of those elements. And you even have, I love this detail because it's one thing just to have the source of light, right? They're heading towards the sun, they're heading toward God, but to have the black backing there, this kind of void that's behind the lights, I just think is a nice contrast because it seems to hint at that idea of void, nothingness and death and that there's light and death. There's heaven, there's hell, there's these contrasting places you can go and the souls of these children are heading mostly towards the light or towards the light, but you get that idea that darkness is also lurking. So as pretty and mysterious and uh, mystical as this is, as evocative as it is, it still has those undertones of something more uh, serious, which I think really adds to the, I guess, just heaviness of this uh, to just 
kind of your initial reaction being like, oh, something intense is going on here. And it feels very cinematic, right? Because you have the kids heading towards something, it feels like you're just catching a glimpse of an action that's taking place. I know people have speculated uh, that this is the rapture, that it's getting into all kinds of uh, religious metaphors. I do think that we should take this as something beyond Earth, just given how the landscape is, the sweep of the clouds, the coloration. I don't know, it's really cool. I loved it from the first time Kanye posted it last year. But we also have uh, this one, which people were fans of. It's kind of the complete opposites in terms of approach. <laughs> I mean, you have kids and here you have what feels like, I mean, it's a vague form of a woman, right? Lacking detail, but it doesn't feel like a child the way that those are clearly children. Uh, this feels like an adult person. Um, and then you have, of course, the contrasting colors, right? This is green with some blue, this orange and red that's really bright. It's very uh, bright and pretty in some ways, even though it's kind of oversaturated. And here you just have muted. <laughs> the red is bright, but it has this darkness to it. It has this creepiness that really contrasts with the muted grayness. So you really have this splash of color on something that feels more mundane and boring, which causes the figure to kind of jump out a little more than uh, otherwise here, where here the figures are kind of part of the scene. They're enveloped by the light. Here the person is just on this gray background. And this is art from Louise Bourgeois, I think is how you say the name. I don't know how you say the name, uh, who is a French-American artist who lost her mom early on and started making art to deal with the grief of losing her mom. So Kanye was in France recently, and when he was walking around with Irina Sheik, they actually walked by this pond, and in the middle of the pond was a sculpture of a spider that Bourgeois had done. Uh, or Burgess? I don't know. How do you say your name? LB. LB had done. And LB also <laughs> worked with spiders as representation of the mother and female. There's this big spider that she's mostly known for, this sculpture called Maman. Is that it? Mamont? Something like that. Uh, and then here is just one of her works of art that Kanye actually zoomed in on. The body actually goes out and becomes kind of bulbous, kind of Christmas ornamenty. Where here with the zoom in, you just kind of get the broad shoulders, but the really thin neck, the thin face and the hair coming down. There's something skeletal about it to me. It's something that's very hollow and feels like a diminished person and not a person, but you'd see a zombie in a video game that kind of has this form with a thin neck and the thin hair. It's just a little terrifying. I think that's what I'm getting at, that this is scary. It's intense and it's scary. And there's something about the red that just goes into that sense of blood and vitality and the pros and cons of that, the idea of blood representing life, but also representing death. And the fact that you have the blood on the gray, to me, just kind of gets more at the idea of death, of mutedness. But you still have you know, a person there, which gets at the humanity. It's just, I love it. Like This is one of the cool things about art to me, is when you can do this with colors, when you can make the form represent some kind of emotion, just based on how thin or large you make it and what that can kind of uh, evoke in someone. So uh, I'm a big fan of this one. And then 
Of course, here we have the photo of Donda as a child, which is adorable, right? You just have little kid Donda sitting on this box pillow thing that helps her pose for the photo. And it just feels very school photo-y, right? Or something you'd see in the mall back in the day. I don't know if you've ever watched any 80s or 90s movies, but they tend to have, especially in Christmas movies, the going for the photo where you go to the mall and the kid sits down and you hand them something. I guess parents still do it with kids today. They go to the studio, studio and get a photo, but that's what this is from. Just little Donda thinking about her as a child and the implications then of not just Donda as the mother to Kanye, right? But Donda as a person who grew up, lived a full life and the innocence of her as a child, the potential of her as a child, it kind of, I think, puts into conversation the idea of uh Kanye being Donda's child, right? <laughs> and the fact that he's now thinking about his mom, not just as his mom, but as a person, uh, that she was somebody else's kid. And I don't know, you can really start to make connections between that, especially because we know on this album, Kanye talks a lot about family, about being a dad, about his kids, about losing his family. So there's something too about the perspective that he now has, that he's more in the shoes of his mom than he was when he made songs like Hey Mama, that he when he made songs like Coldest Winter. Now that he's a dad with a daughter, with multiple daughters and multiple sons, uh, there's just something about, okay, how am I as a dad? How would I be thinking about my mom as a kid now that I know how she thought of me as a kid? You can start to get into all of these relationship dynamics just from this photo <laughs> and when it was taken and what it represents for Donda. And it kind of goes back in some way. Maybe it's too dramatic to make that connection, but you have the kids on the cover here, and then he made the choice to have Donda as a kid. Here, there just is something with Kanye, especially the last few years, associating uh, childhood with innocence. It's something that he talked a little bit about on Life of Pablo, on Ye and Kids See Ghosts, uh, in on Twitter and other interviews, he's talked about trying to maintain the perspective of a child that when you're a child, you're innocent and pure and you have superhero powers. And then people, uh, society, of course, tries to take away your sense of the superhero. So there is a lot if you know about Kanye and know about Kanye's work that being a child represents to him at this point. So the fact that he's looking at his mom as a child is also very meaningful. So <laughs> I know probably a lot of you are going to roll your eyes at all this. Like, Chris, you're over analyzing all of this. But this is if you've ever listened to our podcast or read any of our analysis on Film Colossus, uh, this is what we do. <laughs> we analyze art, we deconstruct art, we look at themes, connections, motifs. So I find all of this very fascinating, uh, especially because we know that Kanye tends to uh, pick his albums or pick his samples, pick his album art, select everything because it has a holistic connection to the theme of what he's going for. It just conveys the energy. So what's it mean that he has these three images as potential album covers? You know, especially now that we've heard some of the album, you can start to draw some connections and comparisons. So I excuse me, I think of these three, I'm still a fan of the second one. I think I go two, one, then three. This one is really sweet to me. 
I love seeing Little Donda, and I know that it would be um, um, meaningful for Kanye to have this as the cover, but I also find it the least <laughs> interesting in terms of art, just because it's simply a photo, right? I, I love photography, but I don't find photography as interesting generally as paintings, right? So uh, this and that are both more interesting to me than this in purely the aesthetic and uh, sense of things, the visual sense of things. Seeing an old photo is just interesting, but it's not uh, as evocative to me, as pretty to me. So I'm hoping for this one, but we'll see what we end up getting. Kanye could go into some mix of all three, something new completely. And you can see people in the comments actually have been mixing them together. So here you have some of the darker background, the sky going on. It's just a different look or a different take on this cover. And then this one here is a blend of the OG Donda and the new one, which looks much more Basquiat's in a way. Uh, it's cool. I still think I prefer just this uh, by itself, but I understand why someone would really like how there's more going on in the background here. Just the splash of colors, there's more to draw the eye. Uh, not all of this just being kind of void, but you can start to just look at any area and find something that's catching your eye. I even noticed the Donda down here in the lines. That's cool, like D-O-N-D-A. All right, that's neat. So, <laughs> uh, oh, here's another one. That's cool too. Okay, so I'll put down in the comments like one, two, three, your kingdom, French, France, artsy, and then baby photo and go ahead and vote down there. That's it for this video. If you're enjoying the channel and you wanna support us, the easiest way is to like, comment, subscribe. As any of those things tell YouTube, this is a channel people like and are fond of, and then they show it to more people, which goes a long way to helping us grow. Uh, we also have our podcast, Watching the Throne, a lyrical analysis of Kanye West, where we go line by line, track by track, album by album through Kanye's discography. As I was saying earlier, our main skill, our, the main thing we're known for is narrative and thematic analysis of art, movies, albums, uh, still photos, paintings, anything like that. I'm a, I'm a novelist and poet in my free time when I'm not doing contents, right? That's the kind of content that I'm making. Uh, my major was in artsy stuff. So all of this is just right up my alley. And if you've ever wanted to have a deeper understanding of Kanye's discography, the meanings of individual lines, verses, songs, our podcast is the one for you. This is the, uh, what is it? The largest scholarly body of scholarly work on Kanye's discography that exists in the world. We're the leading scholars of Kanye's lyricism. So you can go ahead and check out what we have so far. We have all of college dropout, late registration, graduation. We're finishing up with 808s and Heartbreak this week. Uh, we also have Yay, Kitsy Ghost, and Jesus is King. So a ton of episodes, each one ranging from 90 to 120 minutes. So there's a ton of conversation and insights. You might not agree with everything that we say, and you might get bored by all the conversation bits, <laughs> but there's going to be generally something in each episode that blows you away. So I hope you give it a listen. We also have ad-free episodes on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Podcast. So until next time, stay wavy and keep it loopy. Cheers.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.